Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. It feels like it's been so long since I have talked to you all and the last week has gone by so slowly yet so quickly. Here we are in another week and I'm really excited about this week's episode. But before we get into that, I wanted to just share with you all um, this week's episode is with Dr. Jessie Mahoney and she is a coach and I'll tell you a little bit more about her. But I want to share with you a little bit about coaching. And for those of you who don't really know what coaching is all about, I encourage you all, if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about coaching, definitely Google Ask Around. I will say that I have started coaching for myself for the last couple weeks, and it has been so helpful for me. And I also want to share with you all that I have gone through years and years of therapy, worked through a lot of things in my past and my childhood, but I feel like coaching has helped me in so many positive ways. And um, I know of several of my friends who have started coaching themselves, um, gotten into coaching and who are participating in coaching. And actually Dr. Mahoney is one of my friend's coaches. So hi. <laughs> and um, I also want to give a shout out to my coach, Miriam, who has listened to a couple episodes. She's helped me through um, thinking through a lot of my thoughts and my feelings, um, a lot of different circumstances in, in my life with my parents, with my family that I'm trying to work through. And I feel like I have to work through it in order to move forward and figure out my next step, which I will at some point share with you all. So I am really excited to share this episode with you all, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. And Dr. Mahoney, Jesse has this presence about her, which reminds me of uh, one of my friends, Melissa Smith, who was on an earlier recording. They have very similar uh, presence to me. And, um, and so when I spoke with her uh, a few months ago, that was probably the first thing that came to mind was, oh my gosh, she's just... Uh, talking to you just calms me. It just has this uh, spirit about her. So um, I think you're, you'll be able to gather that from the episode as well. So without further ado, um, I want to introduce you to Dr. Jesse Mahoney. This is episode number 31, Pause and Presence. And uh, Dr. Mahoney is a coach for physicians and parents. She's also a pediatrician and a yoga and mindfulness instructor. She was a pediatrician at Kaiser Permanente for over 20 years and has been a leader in the physician wellness movement her entire career. She is a graduate of Dartmouth College and UCSF Medical School. Jessie leads wellness coaching and yoga retreats and has her own coaching practice. Pause and Presence Coaching. She primarily coaches those who are successful on the surface yet struggle underneath. She helps her clients to struggle less and guides them to find more calm and ease and create a more intentional life. You can find out more about her at jessiemahoneymd.com. It's J-E-S-S-I-E-M-A-H-O-N-E-Y-M-D.com. I will leave that information on the show notes as well as on our blog, which is wishwell.health.blog. 
And also check us out on Instagram, wishwell.health. And I made a little mistake. It's actually episode 32. I can't believe we're already 32 episodes in. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Enjoy this episode. Take care. Stay safe. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Jessie Mahoney. She is a pediatrician in San Francisco, but also a yoga teacher, a mindfulness instructor, and a really a big leader in physician wellness. So welcome. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing great today. Awesome. So, so happy to have you here. Um, I've seen you in various Facebook groups and um, always see wonderful pictures of you doing yoga. And I, I have been very excited to get you on this podcast. Thanks so for tell me. me. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about what health and wellness means to you. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this question and I have to honestly say my initial answer is it means everything. Because if you don't have your health and your wellness, you really, everything else is a mess is what I'll say. Right. And so to me, it's sort of, you have to put that at the forefront. You know, sometimes in medicine, we talk about putting your oxygen mask on first and health and wellness is that like, you can't take care of other people, whether it's your patients or your family or your communities, when you yourself don't have health and wellness. So I, as, as broad as that is, I think it actually is the answer, right? It, it encompasses everything. And without it, um, you're sort of at a loss. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey. I know I, I mentioned earlier that you're a yoga mindfulness instructor yeah. and physician wellness. So how did that journey become for you? Yeah. So I um, have actually been involved in physician wellness since very early in my career, even in residency, I was always the person who spoke up and said, we need to make changes. You know, we need to make sure that we accommodate people's wellness and their lives outside of medicine. And I've always had this belief that it actually wasn't about balance because medicine seeps into everything in your life. So it's actually about life and finding a way that everything can work together in harmony, I guess would be the answer. So when you're the person who speaks up all the time, you end up getting put in charge of things. And so very early, it was my first year as an attending, I ended up um, being asked to lead physician wellness for my medical center. And uh, that was back in 2004, 2003, and I've been involved in it ever since. And I, so I spent a lot of time early on, you know, just talking about the importance of wellness. And then we got to build a lot of different programs and we actually got to do amazing things. More recently, I had some, so everyone has wellness issues that come along. And this is actually what I've said is the key thing about wellness. Like you might be well at one point, but something happens to all of us always at different points in our lives. And we reach critical points where we really do need to make change. And so for me, that happened a couple of years ago. At that time, I had two really big leadership positions. I had three kids and I had a booming pediatric practice in a big primary care HMO. And my husband actually developed some pretty significant depression. And that was the thing that made me realize like, whoa, I need to make a change. Like I can't keep balancing all of these things. Here I was supposed to be the wellness leader. And yet I found myself very unwell. Mm -hmm. And um, 
so I did two things. One was I reached out and got a coach. And the other was I started doing yoga. And actually, I'll say, I think the yoga came first. And, and I like to say that it was like just taking one deep breath. And I went to yoga and I hadn't been in 10 years. And I just started like doing the breathing and just being there. And just for me, it's being present and mm -hmm. sort of settling back into myself. And then doing the work with a coach to really explore what was going on in my head and the stories that I was telling myself about everything that had happened and really taking that time, as I like to say, to pause and be present and just figure out what's going on and whether you do that just in your yoga class, but you can also do that in other parts of your life. And so, so real fast, you said yeah. um, pause and presence. Yeah. I know those are the words that you yeah. picked and I just wanted to make sure that we kind of said that and um, um, really fast, I kind of want to back up really fast yeah. before you go more into your story. Sure. Um, you talked about leading this physician wellness and this was back in 2003. And um, this was, I mean, I feel like the wellness world didn't become, it wasn't something that we really talked about a whole lot in terms of physician wellness. And it didn't so, exist in 2003. So, yeah, so that's very very interesting and yeah. very um, amazing that you were able to kind of start this whole physician wellness program, um, you know, at that time when a lot of people were not talking about that. Yeah. So. And I'll tell you just a funny story. Um, compared to now, in those days, we were given, you know, we had these regional meetings. There was one person from each place and we were basically in a closet with no windows and you brought your own lunch. And what we did was we could offer things that were free. There was no budget for wellness. And we were basically the people that just spoke up and really advocated for this. And then over the years, there's been a lot more take and a lot more mention as things got worse and worse. So that group of people was really a group of, of pioneers. And it, it was like pushing a boulder uphill. Um, and now we're kind of at the top and starting to push it downhill is what I, I like to see. And yet I will say it was, it was there was a lot of foresight um, I was at Kaiser and there was a lot of foresight to believe that this was important and to let us sort of begin that creative process of, of figuring out what the problems were and what the solutions could be. And so that was actually a really early window into it. Since then, of course, medicine has changed dramatically because when mm -hmm. I started medicine and was doing that, there was no EMR. There were no patient emails. You know, we still, it was, so it was just a totally different world. There were still stresses, but they were very different. Yeah. And, and so um, we've come a long way in all of that. So the problems have grown, the solutions have grown, and we're, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Well, what, what an amazing, um, just to be able to be at the forefront of it yeah. um, back when nobody really talked about physician wellness. The other yeah. thing I wanted to kind of get um, a little bit of, um, just to go into a little bit more detail, yeah. was you mentioned finding yoga and a coach during a time when you had a lot of stuff going on in your life. Um, so how long ago was this? And like now it's 2020. Um, what year was it when you got into so this? It was three three years ago. Okay. Well, three-ish years ago. They weren't. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I did yoga for a year. And then I signed up to become a yoga instructor because it basically changed my whole life. And I thought I really need to delve into it more. And when I shifted into the teacher training, I wasn't even hundred percent sure I wanted to be a teacher, but I wanted to understand how it works, right? As physicians, we always want to understand how it worked. And I saw what a change it made in me that I was like, I have to figure this out. So 
um, a year into it, I did the teacher training. As it turns out, I actually do a ton of teaching and I've figured out about myself that I'm a teacher, right? And so um, maybe even more so, and I hesitate to say this as a doctor, but maybe more so a teacher than a healer. Mm -hmm. I like to help other people learn to solve their own problems. And so that's sort of how I come at it, come at the, at the yoga teaching. And so now I actually do a lot of teaching of yoga for physicians. And I think in yoga, we have a lot of philosophic tenets that we carry through and many, many of them align with medicine. So mm -hmm. the one that often comes to mind is ahimsa, which is do no harm. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the major tenets in yoga. And I love it because it dovetails with all my personal interests. So it's do no harm, but it starts with you. So do no harm to yourself. And as healers, like if we could practice ahimsa for ourselves, you do no harm to yourselves, you do no harm to others, and you do no harm to the world. Mm -hmm. And so that just aligns with being a physician and being a physician wellness leader and also compassion and taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really what wellness is about. Yeah. And um, definitely, you know, you mentioned earlier about the oxygen mass. And so it kind of goes, it goes all along with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to get into a little bit more, uh, a little bit more about you talked about seeing a coach. Um, and so how did you decide to, um, to seek a coach rather than, you know, a therapist or, you know, any, any other, any other um, professionals? So that's a really interesting question that, um, since ultimately I became a coach, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I, in physician wellness, it's interesting. I think it's a bit taboo for us to seek a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. And so coaching feels very different and it feels acceptable. So I'm guessing, although that's the first time I've really thought about it. And when you <laughs> asked that question, that that was part of it. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I love about coaching is coaching is about looking forward and the changes you want to make. And it's about problem solving and that's my tendency. So I'm always trying to solve the problem and look forward. And so I liked that strategy rather than this idea that I had a problem that someone else needed to fix. I'm sort of, I like to fix things myself. And so coaching helps you look inside and find your own solutions. And so I think that's what led me to it. But I will say, again, I'm often several years ahead of my time. Like there weren't very many physician coaches at the time and I didn't work with a physician coach, but I wish that I had though. Maybe I don't because it turned out great, but, um, but I would have, I didn't even know that such a thing existed at the time. And um, so as I, I did this work and then became a coach, now I know that there's this whole community of people who are physicians who are helping heal physicians. And I think that that, um, has its own special place because we really do understand the physician mindset. And so much of wellness is around looking at our mindset and seeing these things that we learned along the way, maybe in residency and things that helped us get to where we are, but don't serve us in the long run in terms of burnout and sustainability and enjoying our jobs. And so like the negativity bias I would throw in there mm -hmm. and the scarcity mindset, right? As residents, there was never enough food, never enough time, you never enough. And, and the other thing in residency is like this vulnerability and you're the victim, everything just comes and happens to you. Mm -hmm. And yet we then sort of show up in our life. And when you work in an HMO, I hear so many of my colleagues talk about, you know, the schedule, everything that's out of their control. And we're really right. to spot all of that and spot all the worst outcomes. And so coaching really looks at those things in your mind and helps you 
shift them to a more intentional space. So how do you think going through yoga teacher training and now becoming a coach yourself, how has that changed your practice when it comes to medicine? Completely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because I actually am someone who takes the stuff that I have outside and bring it into my practice. So I'm a pediatrician and really helping parents see how they are impacting their own children's mindset and how their own mindset is impacting what their children see, right? We're always modeling for our children, as I like Mm -hmm. to say. And so I bring a lot, I started really by bringing a lot of yoga into my practice with this idea. I believe that mindfulness can really help with a lot of mental health issues and depression and anxiety. And kids these days, we're not very mindful and they're on screens all the time. And it's just a very difficult world. And so bringing in mindfulness and space and compassion, that's really what yoga and mindfulness are about. And so I will often suggest to kids that they, um, and I'm not advertising for Headspace, but it's the one that I know how to use. We'll try it, right? And they can put their headset on and nobody knows that they're not listening to music. And I've had a lot of kids have real benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And in my, um, I'm also a kids yoga teacher, although I don't do much teaching of that. But in my training there, one of the things that I learned was that meditation is the best thing parents can do if their kids are under eight. So I'll tell parents who of little kids, you know, when they ask, what can I do to stimulate development? I'm like, you can learn to meditate. And the idea is that it's that pause again, right? And if you can pause between the stimulus and the response, then you're more intentional in your response. And so I try to throw it into all these things. I have a belief that if we can bring, if we ourselves as physicians or healers can be more mindful, we can model that for our patients and we can teach them how to do it. And if we can bring it to everyone, then everyone's going to be much healthier, right? We make better decisions out of about what we're going to eat or whether we're going to exercise those kinds of things. And so I do often say, people said to me, like, why would you do coaching in the wellness, in physician wellness in particular? Why would you do coaching instead of a plant-based diet or meditation or this or that? And I'm like, because the mindset and the space, I put mindfulness and coaching together because I think they work somewhat similarly. That space is what allows you to do everything else. It allows you to make the conscious, intentional decisions about what else you want to do in your life. Yeah, I think that's very important that you mentioned that, um, you know, as I, we talked earlier off, um, off uh, the screen that, um, that I did my integrative medicine fellowship. And part of what we learn as the fellowship is motivational interviewing it has, you know, some similarities with, with coaching. I haven't completed a coaching certification yet, but um, I think it is very important that it's not just about one thing. It's how you can, you know, really interact and talk to the, the patient and the family members. So I think um, definitely coaching gives you a lot of positive tools. Um, so I think it's great that you're able to incorporate some of that into your, your clinical practice. I mostly coach uh, physicians and parents, though, I will say. Um, given just the limitations of clinical practice and the time constraints. And so doing it as a, um, a, a separate role. And I think there, the power is even greater, right? Because you have so much time. And if you can, if we can help physicians show up in a way that's more whole, then they can be much more present for their patients. And same with parents, right? If parents show up much more whole and present and, um, uh, just much more well as parents, then it changes everything for 
their experience of parenting, but also for the next generation. Yeah. Have you had, just out of curiosity with this pandemic going on, how have um, your parents in the practice, how, uh, how have they uh, managed with all of this, with the kids being home? <laughs> I mean, I know personally it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it's a time of overwhelm for parents, I think. And so I just like to offer, uh, this is actually something I've really been thinking about, which is it's a moment in time. It's temporary. And we get to, from the coaching and mindfulness perspective, you get to choose what that moment looks like. So the moment can be chaotic or it can be pivotal or it can be inspiring. It can be special. Mm -hmm. And so I've been thinking in my own life, just I have three kids, some of whom are young adults and who would have been in college. And it's probably the last time that we will all be in the same house together. And so it was like this amazing opportunity. And so I try to just have people look for the silver linings and my coaching really comes from a mindful perspective so that, you know, how can you pause and just be present for this moment as it is in coaching, we try to not resist and to not control things and instead, you know, accept and allow and be present. And so I think for parents, that's the biggest message right now is like, yes, you are. Um, I wouldn't even call it homeschooling. It's like COVID schooling, managing, <laughs> it's a thing, you know, and so you're just there and you just do your best and you show up and like, this is what we have today. We have, you know, telemedicine and children and the dog and all, everyone in too small a space with nobody able to do the things that they love necessarily, or maybe they, maybe for some kids, it's actually turned out to be an amazing thing. So mm -hmm. it's everyone's experience is very different. Yeah. And Again, I, I go back to those words that I mentioned, which to me have kind of become since I did my yoga teacher training and my coaching is pause and presence, right? If you just like, we're, this is a forced pause. So yeah. just be present with it and whatever, I don't like to just sort of let it be thrown, but whatever is happening is happening, right? And we can't change COVID and we can't change um, all these things swirling, the lack of school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whatever restrictions you may or may not have in your community, but you can change how you show up for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's definitely a good tool to have in um, just in general, um, anytime, um, you know, there's conflict or anything in general, I think it's very important to pause and be present and think about what you want to say or do next. And it's something that I tell my son all the time, something that I have to remind myself all the time, even when it comes to work or even traffic or road rage, you know, is it going to be, um, you know, how, how is an, what is an appropriate response? Um, and so that's what we try to teach my son. And that's what I try to remember myself too. So I think those two words are very important just in general as a tool in life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the other thing that just came to mind when you said that is practice and that comes from yoga, right? Like yoga is a practice and it's also the overlap of medicine, which is a practice. And yet we expect ourselves to be perfect. And so when we we may not be perfect at pausing and being present. Like, yes, it's easy and it's available, but we often don't, aren't, aren't able to do it or don't do it. And so this idea that you just, you know, him so do no harm, keep moving forward. And, you know, then I think when you hear it, it's like, oh, but I didn't do that this morning or, oh, but I didn't do that here. Or I made a decision that wasn't perfect. And it's like, okay, pause and be present, move on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a beautiful way to sort of tie in this practice Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So tell me, I want to give you a chance to kind of talk to us about um, your, I know you mentioned your coaching, but um, I know you also do, you do a lot in physician wellness. So what, it, what are some of the things that you're doing? And I've seen yeah. some of the stuff that you have on Facebook, but I want to give you the opportunity to share yeah, about it. Absolutely. Um, right now, it's really interesting. I, I have more time because of this COVID thing. So I'm exploring lots of really interesting things. Uh, one of which um, I'll just throw out is I'm working with um, Ni Chang Liang, who you interviewed recently on the Mindful Healthcare Collective. And it's a group uh, for physicians who are interested in doing, bringing more mindfulness to medicine and to help heal the healers. So it comes from the physician wellness perspective. And within that and outside of that, I teach a lot of yoga um, and to help heal the healers. I teach yoga from a very nourishing and healing perspective. And um, there's exercise there and stretching and strengthening, but it, it come at it from a, it's supposed to be healing and nourishing. So I teach yoga there. I also teach yoga through my local studio on Zoom. And it's been really fun because you can have people from all over the country come together. Ni Chang Liang and I are supposed to be doing a retreat this summer, which likely won't happen, but we will do it again. And so that's a really amazing opportunity. The other things that I'm doing are I um, run my own coaching practice, which I actually call pause and presence, which is why I was like, when you asked for the words, I was like, those are my words. And that's, uh -huh. why, I well, but that's why I called it that because they're my words. Uh -huh. um, and so it's called pause and presence coaching and it's very much mindful coaching. So I primarily coach physicians and I coach parents. I also coach a lot of people who are thinking about career transitions. You know, having been in medicine for 20 years, lots of things come up and we change and our families change. And so I help people with that. And I help people with um, minimalism is my other passion. And it's really about letting go of things. And so it's mindful minimalism. So I do some coaching on that as well. And then the third piece that I'm working on, which is really exciting to me, is I'm starting to do group coaching for um, trainees in medicine. And I'm doing some coaching with Stanford right now and building some programs for some other healthcare organizations to try to get people in the beginning of their career to really learn some of these mindfulness and coaching tools. Because if they're not something that's been regularly taught, and if we can get people not people, we can get physicians understanding these at the outset there. Um, that's where we'll get this cultural change in medicine so yeah. that we have the health and wellness at baseline. And when we are whole and well, then we can show up and make the changes in medicine that we really need. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I, I really wish I knew about all of this when I was in my training. I mean, there are so many things I think um, now that I've been out of training for, you know, over 10 years or close to 10 years, um, I wish I had access to, I wish I knew even, even something as simple as different specialties. I just was not exposed to it. So I think it's wonderful that you're, um, you know, um, going to reach some of the, the younger physicians or physicians in training. Um, so before we run out of time, I do have one more question for you. Yeah. with all that you do how do you find the time to actually be present because it seems like you're doing so many things um, I struggle with this sometimes too because I have all these ideas of all the things that I want to do and you know I'm still practicing 100% clinical medicine and it's it's really hard to find that balance so how do you how do you do all of it uh, it is really hard so some some of its grace and compassion I also have this belief about mindfulness and wellness that it's just more who you are. So you don't, I don't have to pause and spend a lot of time at it. I try to just approach 
approach each moment from that mindful perspective. And that's a work in progress. I won't say that's easy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really uh, where it comes from. And because so much of the work is around wellness and things that I love, that is nourishing me. So it doesn't feel like work, right? If you're teaching yoga, you're doing all the breath. You get all the benefit of the breath and you get the benefit in Shavasana and you get the benefit of, you know, that voice and that tone and the, the parasympathetic experience. Right. You know, and so a lot of it is that I do take time to go for a walk. I live near the beach and the ocean is my thing and whether it's foggy in San Francisco, but a foggy ocean is actually means there's no one else there. So I like it. Um, and so I do try to do things like that, but for me, it's really a way of life now. Mm-hmm. And, and that has been, that's how I bring it in is what I would say. That's beautiful. And I know I said that was one last question, but yeah. I do have one more. Yeah, sure. So, um, and I just thought of it. Um, so where do you see yourself in the next five or 10 years? That's such a good question, actually. <laughs> um, and I, and the answer I'll give is I, I, in the last two years, I have made just huge changes in my life. And so I've, I'm in the midst of a career transition and um, I see myself doing more of this and growing it into something. I mean, I would really like to be able to bring change to the culture of medicine and bring mindfulness and presence and this focus on health and wellness rather than on, than on disease and problem solving and reacting. Um, so the answer, where will that lead me? I don't know. From the coaching perspective, I, I have come to peace with this. So we say, you don't know where you're going. You just know how you want to feel when you get there. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people come and they say, no, just tell me what to do next. And even I don't know what to do next, but I know that I want to feel in the end, this more joy and more alignment and more peace. And so Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's a really good question and mm-hmm. I wish I knew, but I'm now, you know, I used to know, like you go to medical school and you go to residency and then I was going to have my kids and I was going to do this leadership job and that leadership job. And what I realized is I had all the things and I still was like still searching. And so really it's sort of figuring out your path along the way and being okay with not knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I I just thought of that question because back in January, I went to this vision and goals workshop and that was a couple of, one of the prompts that they asked was where would you like your, where would you like your life to be like in the next month or year or five years? And so it really got me kind of thinking of what I wanted the future to look like. Um, So yeah. Well, it's interesting with the goal, right? Because I, I am actually at this point now trying to shy away from the goal because I've spent my whole life reaching goals. Right. And so now I'm really trying to look to this, how do I want to feel and what do I want to experience? And, you know, I hopefully in 10 years, this is going to make me sound old, but you know, I have young adult kids and I love kids and I'm a pediatrician. So I'm hoping I'll have grandkids. I hope my kids are not listening to me because they all are in COVID. But, but to me, that would be beautiful. And I really do want to be able to change things for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So what that's going to look like, I can see it's going to be helping physicians and helping parents and, and um, this very global sort of helping people live a more mindful life. Yeah. That's and I think hope. it's, it's beautiful what you do and I love it. Um, so if, if people wanted to reach out to you or connect with you, how would they be able to do so? 
You can find me on my webpage, which is uh, www.jessiemahoneymd.com. And Jesse is J-E-S-S-I-E. Mahoney is M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. And it's md.com. So you can find me there. I also have a Facebook page, which is Pause and Presence Coaching with Jesse Mahoney, which you can search for. So those would be the two ways. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We're out of time, but um, thank you so much for sharing your time in this space today. today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.